Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. Put ourselves in position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. I'm surprised, yes. <laughs> NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for our weekly get-together. It was a great weekend for Cole Custer at Kentucky Speedway over the weekend. Got his first win in the NASCAR Cup Series, taking the checkered flag of the Quaker State 400. Cole will join us, and he'll stop by here on today's show. Sheldon Creed will stop by after getting his first win in the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace will chat about his relationship with Blue Emu and shooting commercials with Major League Baseball Hall of Famer Johnny Bench. We'll look at how the 2020 rookie class is shaping up now that a rookie has won a race. Plus, we'll revisit some of the closest finishes in NASCAR history after the Talladega race earlier this year made the list. Plus, we'll have a lot more for you as well. But first, the NASCAR All-Star Race is upon us. And in case you were wondering how a driver qualifies for the All-Star Race, here's MRN's Fred Armstrong. The 2020 NASCAR All-Star Race promises to be one for the record books. As the world evolves, so has one of the greatest exhibitions in all of sports. Let's start with location. Charlotte Motor Speedway was the original host to the No Points All Money event in 1985. Atlanta Motor Speedway took over the clash in 1986, with Bill Elliott taking home the big payday. And then, back to Charlotte in 1987, where the Invitational ran through 2019. This year, NASCAR's Slam Bang Contest moves to the ultimate battle zone, the last great Coliseum, Bristol Motor Speedway. Those on the invitation list for this high-speed party include drivers scoring a points event win in 2019 or 2020, full-time competitors with a prior NASCAR All-Star race victory, and regulars with a NASCAR Cup Series championship title on their resume. So, who made the cut? Row 8. Eric Jones, solid when it matters the most. Eric Jones won the Southern 500 in 2019. Checkered flag in the air, and Eric Jones wins the Bojangles Southern 500 at Darlington. Denny Hamlin won the 2019 and 2020 Daytona 500. Denny Hamlin across the line. Denny Hamlin will go back to back. Row 7. Jimmy Johnson wins at Homestead. Seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson is a lock for an invite. And scores on history-making seventh championship. NASCAR's most popular driver won three races a year ago. Chase Elliott. But it's going to be Chase Elliott. He's going to do it again here. Row six. Logano strong back into turn number one. 2018 champ Joey Logano. Twice a winner in 2019 and already a two-time victor this season. Joey Logano is going to Gatorade victory lane. Ryan Newman starts by virtue of his 2002 rookie year all-star race victory. Ryan Newman comes down to the line. Earnhardt tries, but Newman Newman is going to win the Winston. And now, the top 10 starters, starting 10th. Kyle Busch is going to victory lane. 
Two-time and reigning cup champ Kyle Busch picked up five wins last year. Kyle Busch comes to the line. He will win the 33rd edition of the All-Star Race starting ninth. Here comes Keselowski. 2012 champ Brad Keselowski won three times in 2019 and scored two victories this season. Career win number 30 comes here tonight at the Kansas Speedway starting eighth. Checkered flag in the air. Career win number one for Cole Custer. The newest winner in the Cup Series. Cole Custer punched his ticket after taking the checkers this past Sunday in Kentucky. Starting seventh. Kurt Busch gets the victory and a million dollars. 2004 champ Kurt Busch won a thriller, vying with brother Kyle in Kentucky one year ago. Starting sixth. Kenseth blocks. Kenseth will win. Matt Kenseth joins the fray via his 2003 championship. Starting fifth. And Kevin Harvick wins the Real Heroes 400 at Darlington Raceway. 2014 champ Kevin Harvick. He's won twice this season and three times last year. Starting fourth. Justin Haley. Justin Haley is a winner in every NASCAR National Series, including his first cup victory at the World Center of Racing last season. It would be the biggest upset in NASCAR history. Starting third. Ryan Blaney wins the 1000Bulbs.com 500 at Talladega. Ryan Blaney scored the victory at Talladega last fall and again at Talladega just weeks ago. Starting second. Across the line and Alex Bowman has picked up the win. Alex Bowman won a thriller in Chicago last season and scored a victory this year at the Auto Club Speedway. And starting on the pole. Checkered flag in the air, and Martin Trex Jr. wins the first state of 500 at the Martinsville Speedway. 2017 champ Martin Truex Jr. Checkered flag in the air, and Martin Truex Jr. wins the Federated Auto Parts 400 at Richmond Raceway. Don't miss Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the NASCAR All-Star Race at Bristol Motor Speedway, beginning Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Thank you, Fred. Coming up, Kentucky winner and Sunoco Rookie of the Year contender Cole Custer will join us. And later, we'll look at that rookie battle. And now a game of commercial chicken brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. Oh, hi. Um, okay. Guess we should talk about something. Kind of tough to be put on the spot. Not sure what to say. But I know what I'm definitely not talking about. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Kentucky winner Cole Custer joins Woody Kane next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Hey guys, I'm Corey the Joy. If you want honest opinions about everything NASCAR and much more, listen to Sunday Money. Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott join me every week, and nothing is off limits. I'm sorry, has your life not gotten better since we've gotten closer, or has it gotten worse? It's my job to put our team in the best position to get a good finish. Join our conversations. We give our real opinions. No holding back on our show. Listen to Sunday Money. I don't need an investor, Daryl. I'm an independent woman. I use my own husband's money. Right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find podcasts. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Sunday's thrilling finish at Kentucky left Rookie of the Year contender Cole Custer with his first win in the NASCAR Cup Series. MRN's Woody Kane chatted with Cole to get his emotions after getting his first win. Joined now by Cole Custer. He drives the number 41 Ford Mustang for Stuart Haas Racing, and he's the most recent winner 
and the Cup Series in terms of points racing. Now, the last time this was done, Cole, was 2007 in a full race. It's been done in a rain-shortened version before, but, man, everything just kind of came together for you. And I got to ask, have you finished pinching yourself yet or going, did that really happen? <laughs> I don't know, honestly. I don't know if it's all sunk in yet, but I guess I got to figure out fast because <laughs> we got the all-star race here coming up soon. But um, overall, I mean, it's just unre un unimaginable day. I mean, honestly, I just wanted to go in there and try and get some momentum for our team going towards the playoffs and get moving in the right direction. And to come out of there with a win is just unbelievable. And it just goes to show the people who are behind me and around me um, at SHR. I mean, we're bringing an extremely great car to the racetrack right now. And having support from Gene Haas and HaasTooling.com is just, it's, it's, I wouldn't be here without them. And, and it's just uh, very thankful for my, for my situation. Man, I bet. But it's the move everybody's talking about this year. Maybe the move of the year so far. You go four wide on the white flag lap on a green-white checkers finish. Dude, it's like days of thunder. Did that did that run across your mind afterwards? I was just hoping that stuck, honestly. It was uh, it was definitely, you know, I was lucky to be in that situation where I was able to keep my momentum up on the top. And I knew we were going to be in a good spot going up on the top. But, uh, you know, being able to go up, up there and luckily it was – it was a little dirty, but it wasn't too dirty where I could still make it stick. But, uh, I, I mean, it's just, it all worked out perfectly, honestly. I mean, so I was just, uh, still un uh, unbelievable that we were able to make that move and make it stick and be able to cross the line first is just, uh, yeah, unbelievable feeling. And battling some champions to get it done, no doubt about it. But it seems like, you know, even though almost like it was a year ago in the Xfinity Series when you and, and Tyler Reddick and, and Christopher Bell were the big three, those guys were getting a little more of the attention, but you were just quietly going about your business, steadily getting better on the cup side this year. You had a top five finish, let's don't forget, at Indy the week before. Tell me about the progress of this team as the season has gone on. Oh, it's been huge. I mean, honestly, I think uh, there's some of those races that I'm not very proud of, honestly, at the start of the year. And um, to see how much better we've gotten, and I think now we're kind of starting to put all the pieces together. How much of a help has it been, or at least a comfort, to, to be familiar with these guys already, especially Mike and Shiblett, your crew chief, bringing him with you from the Xfinity side, as opposed to having to start completely over with somebody else? Um, it's been huge. I mean, honestly, me and Mike, you know, worked really good last year together. And also our lead engineer, Davin, was on our Xfinity team, too. So to bring those guys over and already have that relationship. And also, it's been hard to make relationships during this time because, you know, you don't get to see many people. So <laughs> we already kind of have our relationship built. And I think that's been huge. I think we've all learned a lot through this year about these cars and this series and how you want to go about things. But at the same time, I think it's good to have that communication already down. Do you feel like you've missed that practice time since we've come back? I mean, obviously, you got a top five and a win back-to-back -back week, so you're not missing it too much. But when you're trying to get your feet up under you as a rookie, do you, do you feel like, man, I wish I had that practice time? Yes. <laughs> sure. Um, it's, uh, as a rookie, I mean, you want all the laps you can get. And, you know, not having the practice, not having any testing, uh, it, it doesn't make it easy. I mean, it's, it's, you don't want to make too many excuses. But I think – and there's definitely things I could have done better. But – at the same time, not having, not being able to have the feel of the car is, is a little bit nerve wracking going into the race and you don't know exactly what to expect all the time. But, um, I think it's, it's something we kind of, as you get a better feel for the car, you're able to adapt quicker during the races. And I think, uh, it just all, it's all starting to kind of come together for us. Now, everybody will always remember their first win and it's always cool to see a first time win, but I understand that you had a little premonition about this potential victory last week in the form of a fortune cookie. Are you kidding me? What happened? I don't know. Honestly, I'm going to go to Panda <laughs> Express and just hopefully they can tell me my future more often, um, but uh, pretty unreal. I mean, obviously it was kind of a hard season for me. So I went, I, I was at Panda Express. I got a great fortune cookie and it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep this thing right on my dash to try and keep my spirits up. And, <laughs> in your uh, street car or your race car? On my, on my street car. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, so what did it was, say? It, it just worked out that it was that week. <laughs> what did the fortune cookie say? It said, you are destined for success and happiness. So whoever's Boom. the fortune, fortune, I want to meet him. <laughs> Boom. There it is, man. That's fantastic. Let's talk a little bit more about the season, Cole. What has been the thing that has been the most challenging to you versus what you thought the biggest challenge might be? Obviously, everybody is really good at this level. There's a, a lot more guys who have an opportunity to win uh, than in the Xfinity Series. But what's been the most challenging thing for you to, to wrap your arms around? 
Um, I think for me, it's honestly been trying to get used to the traffic, you know, dealing with a lot more traffic, you know, in Xfinity, you're, you're racing maybe 10 or so guys for a win where in cup you're racing 25 to 30, that guys that can go out there and win. So it's just a matter of, you have to work traffic extremely well. And with these cars, they don't drive extremely well in traffic. So it's trying to figure out how you want to manage that the best. And you don't get much time to rest on your laurels. In addition to the all-star race, you move right on to Texas Motor Speedway after that. Tell me about the racing there because that track is different than it used to be just a few years ago even. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that we can take some of the things we learned at Kentucky and apply them to Texas. I mean, obviously, they're pretty similar racetracks with repaves, and uh, they both have two different ends kind of that are similar. So I think I'm really looking forward to it. It's obviously a, a track where they put the, the BHT, you know, sticky substance down. So that's going to be changed throughout the weekend. Like we saw at Kentucky. Um, that's, that's going to be one of the huge things about uh, Texas, I think, but overall it's trying to make sure you get in clean air and trying to get yourself to the front. What's the magic of that, of that sticky substance? Is it more about where it's put or the mix of it or the outside temperature, or is it kind of all of the above? Everything. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a guessing game every time. I mean, I think we can kind of see trends with it, you know, at times where, you know, if I see it put down in one spot, I know it's kind of going, going to go in this direction or you start seeing it wear out. It's going to start doing this to your car and stuff like that. But at the same time, it seems like every weekend we show up and they put it down. It's a little bit different. So it's trying to adapt and make sure you're getting 100 percent out of it. With no practice, with no qualifying. Don't forget that part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, Cole, congratulations on the win, the strong start to the season, all-star race, playoffs, all of it coming your way. And keep going back and getting more fortune cookies. I think they're doing you some good. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think I will. <laughs> That's Cole Custer. He drives the number 41 Ford Mustang for Stuart Haas Racing, the winner at Kentucky Speedway. A great start to his career in the Cup Series and hopefully many more wins coming Cole's way. By the way, Cole joined great company in winning in his rookie season. Other notable drivers who have scored their first win in their first season, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Denny Hamlin, and Joey Logano. Speaking of rookies, coming up, we'll look at the battle for the Sunoco Rookie of the Year. And later, Sheldon Creed will join us. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin had a problem here yesterday, got together. That's Dale Earnhardt. He shouldn't have even been messing with me in the first place, and so I flipped the script on him, and what does he do? Wipe us out. Here's stories you've never heard before in a 10-part series called the 1993 season. So Dale comes over and I said, what did Mark say? He said he wouldn't talk to me. So Mark goes on to win four races in a row after that. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. The rookie battle is getting good for 2020. We'll look at where the big names in that class stand next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hey, NASCAR fans, this is NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. You've got less than a month to enter to win a one-of-a-kind 2020 Toyota Camry TRD at nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway and help children in need. This championship edition Camry celebrates Toyota's 2019 NASCAR Cup Series title. Just donate $25 to the NASCAR Foundation for your chance to win. Go to nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway. That's nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side -side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are, so you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, DH. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. 
Welcome back to NASCAR Live. 2020 has a great rookie battle going on, and it's heated up even more with Cole Custer getting his first win. MRN's Dave Moody takes us through the top of the rookie class and where they stand in comparison to each other. Throughout NASCAR history, there have been some strong rookie classes that the sport looks back on as the beginning of great careers. 1959 had Richard Petty and Buddy Baker. 1979 was Dale Earnhardt, Terry Labonte, and Harry Gant. 2000 had Matt Kenseth, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Dave Blaney. 2002, that was Ryan Newman and Jimmy Johnson. 2014 had Kyle Larson, Austin Dillon, Justin Allgaier, Trevor Bain, and Alex Bowman. 2020, shaping up to be one of those historic rookie classes. Christopher Bell, Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick, and John Hunter Nemechek make up the bulk of this year's rookie contenders. Here comes Christopher Bell rocketing up the hill at the start-finish line, checkered flag in the air, and the C-Tech 180 belongs to Christopher Bell and Joe Gibbs Racing. After winning eight races in 2019 in the Xfinity Series, Christopher Bell came into the Cup Series expecting a high level of performance. While the adjustment to NASCAR's elite level took him more races to figure out, Bell's performance has been steadily rising at scoring top 10 and top five finishes. Ever since the break, we've been able to come back to the racetrack and be pretty competitive. So I feel like uh, the first four weeks were definitely disappointing, but um, after the break, man, my team's been doing great, bringing a lot better race cars to the track. and. Uh, we've been able to capitalize on that. We've been able to run inside the top 20 consistently, uh, get into the top 10 every now and then. So uh, we're just looking for that next jump to where we can be, you know, at the top 10 consistent car and times in the top five. Bell has finished in the top 10 five times since racing resumed back at Darlington Raceway and seems to be getting closer to those weekly top five finishes and possibly even a win. Checkered flag is in the air. The Ford EcoBoost 2 300 and the 2019 NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship belongs to Tyler Reddick, 23-year-old from Corning, California. What a race. Tyler Reddick came into his rookie campaign as a back-to-back -back Xfinity Series champion, and he's been proving why all season. Reddick found his way to the front half of the field very early and never showed signs of struggling to adjust. He was the first rookie to lead a handful of laps and held that lead for a while at Talladega. 14 laps to go. You've got a 24-year-old rookie leading at Talladega. His name, Tyler Reddick, running right behind him, a veteran and a good one in Denny Hamlin. Fans should keep their eyes on Reddick for the remainder of the season. Almost every track left on the schedule, he's finished in the top five in the Xfinity Series, which means he should be a strong contender. The general, Cole Custer, marches across the start-finish line. Checkered flag is in the air, and Cole Custer will win the Use Your Melon Drive Sober 200. Cole Custer rounds out the 2020 rookie class. It seems Custer was lagging behind Bell and Reddick. He had worse finishes and hadn't made that strong an impression until Kentucky. Going from sixth to first on the last restart, Custer scored his first win in the NASCAR Cup Series and became the first rookie of the season to claim a victory. It's just unbelievable. I mean, I, I just came into this race, you know, hoping to get a solid finish and get his point in the right direction going towards the playoffs. And to come out of it winning is just uh, unimaginable. We have definitely done a lot better job these last few weeks. Uh, we've started putting the whole picture together um, and trying to, you know, you got to just have the whole thing working together, whether it's pit stops and restarts or me doing my job or having the car perfectly right. And when you're just a little bit off in this series, you're going to pay for it big time. So you can't be off in one area too much. So it's just you got to perfect all those areas and work at it. And it's, you know, a lot of days of when your eyes are sore trying to look at film and trying to figure everything out but it's it's just trying to put the whole picture together and I think we still have ways to go we still have things that we can do a lot better for sure but uh, I think we're to the point now where we can race with these guys and we can uh, take advantage of it when we're near the front. The battle for Sunoco Rookie of the Year is only going to get closer as Bell, Reddick, Custer, and Nemechek not only get more comfortable but gain confidence knowing they have a shot to win. By the end of 2020, NASCAR could have three or four new superstars on the rise. Thank you, Dave. Coming up, Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series driver Sheldon Creed joins us after getting his first win at Kentucky. And later, NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. 
Rusty Wallace here for Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. This pain cream is the official pain cream of NASCAR for a reason. It works fast and you won't stink. There's no messy, greasy, nasty feel or any stinging or burning here. This is pure pain relief. Don't run your engine on Octane 89. Get the good stuff and meet me in Victory Lane. Blue Emu works fast and you won't stink. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit on MAV-TV. I'm Donnie Schatz, and you're watching Wing Nation. Saturdays at 7.30 and 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. This is Brad Doty, and you're watching Wing Nation. This is Steve Post. Join Ashley Strummy and I as we talk to the biggest names in wing sprint car racing. This is Terry McCarl. This is Danny Dietrich. This is Brian Brown. This is Greg Wilson. I'm Sheldon Hinshield. You're watching Wing Nation. This is Brent Marks, and you're watching Wing Nation on MAV-TV. Wing Nation, Saturday mornings on MAV-TV. I'm Darren Pittman, and you're watching Wing Nation on MAV-TV. While the truck race in Kentucky may have been shortened due to weather, Sheldon Creed got his first win, and he talks about it with us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. NASCAR local, regional, and international racing. Grassroots racing. From the short tracks of America to the road courses of Europe and Mexico. I'm Kyle Rickey. Join Hannah Newhouse and me for NASCAR Coast to Coast. Presented by Whelan and Hercules Tires. Each week on the Motor Racing Network, we'll talk with the race winners, newsmakers, and grassroots racing personalities. NASCAR Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network. Whelan would like to congratulate Cole Custer and his number 41 Stuart Haas Racing Pit Crew for the win at Kentucky Speedway on Sunday. They are the Whelan Pit Crew of the Week. For Custer, the win, and the top five run at Indianapolis are examples of a team and driver coming together. We have definitely done a lot better job these last few weeks. Uh, we've started putting the whole picture together um, and trying to, you know, you got to just have the whole thing working together, whether it's pit stops and restarts or me doing my job or having the car perfectly right and when you're just a little bit off in this series you're gonna pay for it big time so you can't be off in one area too much on the road in the air and around the world whelan is trusted to be seen trusted to be heard and trusted to perform now back to your host mike bagley we welcome you back to nascar live saturday the nascar gander rv and outdoors truck series ran at kentucky speedway unfortunately it was shortened for weather but fortunately for Sheldon Creed, he was in the lead when it happened, and he got the win. His first win in a NASCAR National Series event. Kyle Ricky, Kurt Becker talked to the California native about getting the win. Able to catch up now with the race winner from this past weekend in the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series at Kentucky Speedway. Winner of the Buckle Up In Your Truck 225, driving the Chevy accessories Chevrolet for GMS racing Sheldon Creed and Sheldon first off congratulations uh, on the race win I know uh, you probably wanted to do it at full distance but uh, nevertheless you, you got it uh, you know wins a win yeah thank you guys thanks uh, thanks for having me on the race itself um, kind of walk us through the two stages that we were, we were able to get it I know in stage one you were worried about some tire chattering and then in stage two, I think everybody's eyes were on the sky. Uh, yeah, definitely there. And uh, I ended up getting the start sixth uh, instead of eighth because the 99 got a penalty. So uh, that helped a lot. Got track position right away that first lap. And you don't really know because you're watching Xfinity cars go in their two races. And I'm also Arca. And uh, the car that couldn't stick on the bottom as good as us trucks could. And I ended up going down to the first lap on three and four and getting to second. And I was like, oh, all right, there's, there's grip down there. So uh, I remember that. And, and uh, man, restarts on the bottom were really hard to, to maintain and um, just try to do the best job I could when I was on the bottom, which I was pretty much on the bottom every time. Um, and then stage two, obviously, we got four and other people played two and, and other people stayed out even. So, uh, yeah, I just I felt like it was playing out like a normal race. Uh, I knew our truck was good. We were tight in the first stage behind our teammates. And then 
uh, try to free it up for the second stage. And um, biggest thing was we got to the lead, honestly. Uh, got to the lead. If I would have gotten stuck behind the 99, I don't know if it would have played out different or, or if maybe we were that much better the first five laps of that run. But, um, yeah, I was, I was shattering the tires pretty good there leading, and I was just trying to take care of the right front, just – you know, easy in and, and get back to the gas when I could. And uh, I was already thinking about like what I was going to need for, for adjustments. And, and me and Jeff were talking about it a little bit, even like after the race, when we got out, just what we needed there to be better. And um, yeah, I mean, track position was so big and uh, I was watching every time we go down the back stretch, I was watching the sky and it was getting darker and darker. And uh, I would have loved to play that out and, and seen how we could have done if, if it would have played out, but uh, I'll take a little luck any day. Sheldon, I'm curious about the fact that uh, given, given that the trucks were not on the track at the time that the race was officially called, where were you? What was the circumstance? How did you officially learn NASCAR had called the race and you indeed were the winner? Uh, well, I didn't want to jinx it. So I went back to the hauler and, and me and Jeff were just sitting there in the lounge just talking and we were just talking about what we needed if we went back green and, and how we were going to play it out and, uh, and I, I just, I didn't even want to think about it, honestly. I, I was like, oh, this is cool if we do win, but uh, I didn't want to think about it like that. So, yeah, I was just up in the hauler and uh, just all of us, the, just the guys. Um, and I, I think he might have got a text first or I got a text. And then uh, I didn't want to believe it still, whatever. And then once I got the official NASCAR one, I'm like, all right, this is, this is cool. But uh, definitely different, just the no fans. Um, being in the hauler didn't get to do the whole the whole celebration but uh now the goal is to to get win number two and then uh do some burnouts you mentioned jeff your crew chief jeff stankowitz how long have you known him and does your re working relationship actually predate uh the nascar uh gander outdoors and rv truck series uh yeah so i started racing arca three years ago or, or four um, and had no idea who Jeff was and um, ran with MDM and uh, we're coming down to the end of the season. I ran like a part-time season in 2017 and I got a call from um, going to Chicago and he's like, Hey man, I'm your new crew chief. I just got hired at MDM and that's how it all started. And we were terrible that weekend together. And then uh, the next two weeks we, we almost won Arca in a Canon race. So uh, I had trust in Jeff right away and we got along right away and, and, uh, winning the championship in 2018 uh, was really good for us. And I don't know, we just, we clicked uh, right off the bat. And I don't know, we get pissed off each other like anyone else, right? Like uh, I'll be upset with what the truck's doing and, and he'll get up upset with me with, with not being able to tell him exactly what I want or what I need. So I think, I think we just, I don't know, get each other. I don't, I don't know. Just uh, it works. And um I actually talked to him the other day and I was like, Hey man, I was like, I didn't even think about this till just now, but, uh, all four of my Arca wins, the Canon and now the truck winner all with Jeff. So pretty cool. And, and how much of that chemistry can be attributed to your consistency this year? Second in points with the win, you're locked into the playoffs, but you know, all the other races have been pretty solid as well. Ninth at Daytona, fifth at Charlotte, third, a couple of weeks ago at Pocono, uh, we're seeing you up front more in the early stages of this season. And, and how much of that chemistry with Jeff is attributed to that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it starts before that. I think it starts up in the fab shop at GMS, just, <laughs> just making progress. Um, they're getting trucks that are better. They're setting them up better. And, and I think, um, and I'm doing a better job behind the wheel and just staying calm, honestly, just, just how we talk on the radio or this and that. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think that starts up in the shop and, and, and works its way to the racetrack. But honestly, I don't think we were that good at, at Homestead or Atlanta. I think we would have ended up in good spots if, if the cautions would have fallen our way there at the end, where diving into the sand barrels at Homestead, that doesn't help you. So um, that, and then we got an, uh, a pit penalty at Atlanta, but I mean, we were okay. We ran in between sixth and 12th all day. And then, uh, the caution would have been really good for us, but then we went to the back. So, uh, we've, we've definitely been better, but I don't think we've been great. And then now I think the last two weeks I've had a truck that I really like to drive and I can be really aggressive with as you guys saw on restarts the last two weeks, I can 
I can kind of go where I want and I haven't been able to do that uh, previously in this season. So uh, yeah, I hope, hope we keep in this direction and um, yeah, just the great, the guys have been doing a really great job in the shop, putting, putting drugs together and then honestly just listening. Like I was like, I'm so loose, you guys, like, I don't know what's going to fix this. And they're just trying stuff and, and uh, without practice, it's really hard. So showing up to the track, not knowing what you have and, um, They've been really good the last two weeks. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kurt. Coming up, NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace talks about his growing friendship with Johnny Bench from their Blue Emu relationship. And later, we'll look at the closest finishes in NASCAR history. I am proud of this place we call home and the men and women of this nation who stand unafraid, sacrificing everything in order to keep us safe. And in their honor, I salute them in any way I can. I am NASCAR. NASCAR salutes. Refreshed by Coca-Cola on FS1. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace talks about his relationship with Blue Emu and Major League Baseball Hall of Famer Johnny Bench next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. It's ripped the fence. Alex Bowman is here. Jeff Gordon, your boss, was there one night slinging back whatever he was drinking. We won't confirm what he was drinking. Maybe we'll do that in a little bit. He was drinking Stella. Stella Artois. Wow, classy. You can misconstrue that between arrogance or confidence, and, you know, sometimes there's a fine line. I think the mustache was the confidence. Definitely. I don't know know how I had any confidence after wearing that damn thing. (laughs) It's the Rip the Fence podcast available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast app. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace recently chatted with our Alex Hayden about his relationship with Blue Emu and how it connected him with Major League Baseball Hall of Famer Johnny Bench and what it's been like promoting Blue Emu together. Joining us now, NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace, also the Executive Vice President of Marketing for NFI Consumer Products, Ben Blessing, and he represents Blue Emu. Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks a lot. Great to see you, Alex. Yeah, great All to right. see you, Alex. Well, Rusty Wallace, Ben, your relationship, Blue Emu Products and Rusty Wallace, what is it like working with Rusty in the NASCAR Hall of Famer? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, he, he's a tip. I'm just kidding. I, I, I mean, I, I've watched this man sit in a go-kart uh, arena with a shoot commercials for eight hours and not lose his spirit. I've also watched him uh, wreck Johnny Bench uh, at a go-kart track, and I've watched him have to spend another eight hours the next day out of his element in a baseball uh, batting cage with Rusty's, <laughs> or with Johnny. So, uh you know, Rusty's fantastic to deal with. Uh, this this man right here, when he was just look, he was an avid Blue Emu user before we even con- like got to know him. Uh, before we even uh, had a partnership with him, Rusty came by our office here in our factory and hung out with my entire team for four hours, and we just we just talked about racing because I used to late model. Well, what I did was not racing. I used to late model crash. Um, <laughs> But we talked about racing. We talked about medications because we also have a pharmaceutical business that we have as well. And so, uh, look, Rusty was just uh, what we look for in spokespersons, avid users that just want to be customer testimonials. But 
Rusty just happens to be a NASCAR Hall of Famer. Rusty, you know, you've had the opportunity to represent brands and companies and businesses. How much fun is it to, to represent Blue Emu and get to do things like go into a batting cage with Major League Baseball Hall of Famer Johnny Bench and those types of things you've gotten to do? This particular one I done with Blue Emu, we filmed this commercial up in Baltimore, and I got to go to di uh, dinner with the entire team, uh, Johnny included, and tell stories, and then go out there and drive these go-karts. And uh, it's, it was a lot, a lot of fun because I got, he, Johnny got to tell me about baseball. I listened to his career, uh, and I told him about racing. And obviously, go-karts go aren't what I race, but it's as close to simulations as we can. But, you know, I got to tell you a real quick story about Johnny Bench. I really got myself in trouble because I was telling him how in NASCAR we kind of bump and bang. Well, Johnny was in front of me, and I hit him in the back and spun him. And actually, that's in the commercial that's playing. But I hit him a lot harder than that commercial showed. In fact, when I hit him, he just slammed on the brakes and real slowly pulled the seatbelts off and got out of the car. And I was, like, waiting for him to laugh or something. He wasn't laughing a bit. He was mad. Yeah. And he was he was not going to get back in that thing. And he, he was mad, wasn't he, Ben? It took a while for him to cool off a bit. Yeah, uh, as I would imagine, uh, Rusty Wallace's uh, anger uh, seeing Johnny Benches was not one that anybody – we just kind of gave him his space for a minute. Because I don't know uh, – Johnny Johnny is a very uh, uh, fit individual. And, and uh, of course, everyone knows the Johnny Bench photo with the baseballs. His hands are massive. And uh, when he's that mad, the idea of that hand turning to a fist does not excite me. And so we just kind of like – Hey, Johnny, whenever you're ready to get back in the car, you let us know, okay? Because yeah, it, was, it was like, Rob, Rusty, don't yeah. do that again. Yeah. <laughs> Rusty, please don't hurt the other Hall of Fame. <laughs> don't do yeah. that. And I told Johnny, I said, I'm sorry, Johnny. I was just joking a little bit, having a little fun. He, he looked at me like rolled his eyes like, yeah. what you yeah. talking about, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, I said, okay, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Then he came right along because what they were going to do yeah. is put a double in the car because he was so mad. He goes, no, 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 I can do it. I can do it. And he put his shirt back on and put his – Helmet back on. He said, all right, let's go again. But he needed a little room to calm down because he was hot. And uh, I found out real quick about that. But uh, he cooled and don't off real forget, quick. He made, he made Rusty uh, – reminded Rusty that the next day he got to control the pitching machine at the yeah. batting cage. And so, yeah. <laughs> That's so. true. Yeah, he got me back on that one. Oh, it's always good to hear what Rusty does outside of racing and the opportunities that he gets because of it. Coming up. We revisit the closest finishes in NASCAR history after our most recent Talladega finish. Join that list and later it'll be this week in NASCAR history. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Progressive presents the sounds of the old world. The year is 2019 and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Dan Hubbard takes us through the closest finishes in NASCAR history next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Now we're uh, easy top 10 car. Before you dive into the race weekend, get up to speed with MRN Out Loud. That is what makes an extraordinary team. I'm Woody Kane, inviting you to join me every Thursday as we talk to NASCAR drivers and crew chiefs about the coming weekend's race. There, there's a lot that we've been working on. And let you know when and where to hear MRN's coverage from the track. It's one of the older race surfaces we go to. Gear up for the race when you catch MRN Out Loud streaming every Thursday at at MRN.com or wherever great podcasts are found. 
Wing Sprint Cars. That's what we talk about on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tire. I'm Steve Post. Join Aaron Everham and me Tuesdays at noon Eastern Time as we talk with race winners and newsmakers from dirt tracks across America. From the world of outlaws to your local track, we cover the greatest show on dirt. Join us live Tuesday on Facebook Live or wingnation.com or catch our Tuesday and Thursday podcasts on YouTube or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation, your home for Wing Sprint Car Talk. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. We all remember that spectacular Talladega finish just a month ago or so with Ryan Blaney getting the win that day in Alabama. Well, that finish ended up being the sixth closest in NASCAR history. MRN's Dan Hubbard is here to remind us which finishes were even closer. Kevin Harvick to the bottom of the racetrack. They're stacked up two, three, and four wide behind him, waiting for a run to come. Here it comes. Ryan Blaney to the outside. Harvick will throw the block for the lead, and they're crashing behind them. Blaney put the crossover on him as they crash in three. Blaney inside and pass. Kevin Harvick. Here comes Ricky Stenhouse from top to bottom. He's on Blaney's tail. Three wide for second, but Blaney leads him off four. Off four for the final time. Racing back to the checkered flag. Blaney out front. He's got to throw the block. He does. Dive down to the inside. Here comes Eric Jones. Here comes John Hunter Nemechek. They're crashing at the line. It is Ryan Blaney by seven one thousandths of a second over Ricky Stenhouse Jr. That thrilling ending at Talladega made waiting an extra day completely worth it. Ryan Blaney beating Ricky Stenhouse Jr. by seven thousandths of a second. That's just inches. It was exciting and exactly what we expect from Talladega. And as jaw-dropping as that finish was, it also made NASCAR history as the sixth closest finish ever. And as if that wasn't enough, it was Ryan Blaney's second time on that list. Just last year, he had another win-by-inches finish at Talladega that ranked seventh. Blaney with a half a car length advantage. Here comes the outside line. Ryan Newman around the outside to the lead. A heck of a push from Denny Hamlin. Ryan Newman is your leader right in the middle of turns three and four, and he will lead the field off of turn four looking for the strike. Ryan Newman, not there yet. They got to get through the trial, but they're crashing further back. Chris Busher's in the wall. He gets airborne, lands on all four. The field steaming to the line, side by side to the checkered flag. Ryan Blaney wins the 1,000 Bulbs.com 500 at Talladega. Ryan Blaney with a move of the ages goes to the inside of Ryan Newman. Ryan Blaney by inches. It's hard to imagine a checkered flag call closer than those, but the race finishes that beat those are wild as well. Talladega claims five of the closest finishes in NASCAR history, and this one is tied for third. Dale Earnhardt beat Ernie Irvin by five thousandths of a second back in 1993. Here comes Mark Martin. He'll try and tuck it right behind Ernie Irvin, but it's going to be Irvin and Earnhardt settling it. Irvin goes to the low side of the racetrack. Earnhardt force high. Here they come to the stripe. It's going to be a dead heat at the line. Earnhardt by about two inches the way we see it, pending the NASCAR final photo finish camera. It looked as though Dale Earnhardt on the outside will win by about two inches, but the race director, David Hoots, has said, let's go to the videotape. Sharing the third spot is the finish at Daytona. Jamie McMurray winning the Pepsi 400 for Jack Roush and beating Kyle Busch when Busch was still with Hendrick. Here's the incredible finish under the lights at Daytona. Kyle Busch trying to do the Daytona double in one day, but Jamie McMurray right there. Nobody giving an inch. Wheel to wheel the final time off turn number four. After 400 miles, it's going to be decided by inches. Here they come. They're crashing in the back of the pack at the line. Jamie McMurray by inches wins it. McMurray by five one thousandths of a second wins the Pepsi 400 at Daytona. What a spectacular finish just five inches. These next two races are tied for first and there's a reason the margin of victory for both events was .002 seconds. Jeff Gordon dives to the inside. He's got Mark Martin. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jimmy Johnson. Six Chevrolets to settle it here at Talladega. Gordon to the inside. It is Clint Boyer to the outside for the final time. Boyer trying to hang on to the top spot. RCR trying to make it three in a row here at Talladega Super Speedway. About to be decided. Into the triangle they come. The challenge on down low. Jimmy Johnson pulls out front, but Boyer looks like he held him off. No, they're saying Jimmy Johnson will get the win in the Aaron's 499. Jimmy Johnson getting the win that day over Clint Boyer in a race that had 88 lead changes. 
Ricky Craven has two NASCAR Cup Series wins, and this spectacular finish was one of them. Physical here at Darlington Raceway like it's supposed to be. Craven has another shot, but only one. The white flag out. This time, Kurt Busch leads by inches back to turn one. The gloves are off. Craven is there, and in turn one, half a car length back. Busch drifts high. Craven unable to make a move. That remains single file. Craven now to the inside. Here they come off turn two, racing for the lead and the win. The crowd on the back straightaway is just going delirious. Bush, Craven, nose to tail. Here comes Craven up top. Bush goes up to block. Here comes Craven down to the bottom, trying to hang on. Both cars are loose in four. Craven pours on the steam, pulls to the inside lane. They are dead even coming down to the line. This is going to be close. They lean on one another. Across the line, Ricky Craven gets the win, and they continue the crash headed up into turn one. Craven pounds the wall, bounces off it. Kurt Busch right back at him. Ricky Craven has won the race. The only question now is, will he be able to make it back to victory lane? Will fans get to see another win by inches in 2020? Only time will tell. It's always something special to watch a race with that close of a finish, and hopefully we get to see more great finishes like that again this year. Coming up, it'll be time for This Week in NASCAR History with Susie Armstrong. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Hey, NASCAR fans, this is NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. There are only a few days left to enter to win a one-of-a-kind 2020 Toyota Camry TRD at nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway and help children in need. This championship edition Camry celebrates Toyota's 2019 NASCAR Cup Series title. Just donate $25 to the NASCAR Foundation for your chance to win. Go to nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway. That's nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. In honor of the All-Star Race being this week and it being Jimmy Johnson's last competing in said race, Kurt Becker looked at his four All-Star wins over his illustrious Cup Series career. Jimmy Johnson is the winningest driver in NASCAR All-Star history with four victories. In 2003, in just his second year of full-time competition, Johnson passed his teammate Jeff Gordon in the final laps to win the first of those four. Jimmy Johnson's first run in the Winston was last year. He finished fifth in 2003, his second Winston. He's a millionaire winning here at the Lowe's Motor Speedway in the Lowe's Chevrolet. Jimmy Johnson wins the Winston. Tell us about that pass on your teammate. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was doing a good job protecting his line. And I just had to drive into one and stuff a bunch of air under him and get him out of the way. Uh, I didn't want to have to use the bumper on him or anything, being a teammate and all, but I, I had to get going. I had to get in clean air and take care of my right front, and we were able to do that. Three years later, in 2006, Jimmy did it again, surviving a crash-filled All-Star event. Had the inversion been 11 cars, he would have restarted on the pole in segment two. He would have been in that crash. Instead, it was 10. He had to start in 11th. He raced his way to the lead and the win, scoring his second victory in the All-Star Challenge here at Lowe's Motor Speedway. How close was the call when Casey Kane and Mark Martin got together? You were a ways back from there, but how close was it for you? Yeah, I saw it taking place. I saw Mark's roof over some other cars in front of me kind of moving around, and I checked up and pulled down to the inside, and sure enough, guys were crashing. The closest call I felt I had today was coming to Pitt Road when I got my speeding ticket. Everybody was spinning behind me, and when I looked in the mirror, they were chasing me down, and that's why I sped up on Pitt Road and got my speeding violation. So uh, we, we rebounded back from that and won this thing. Jimmy Johnson's third win in the All-Star Race came in 2012. Jimmy Johnson putting on a clinic here at Charlotte Motor Speedway to the bottom of turns three and four, looking to take checkers in the NASCAR Sprint All-Star Race. The five-time champion becomes a three-time All-Star Race winner as Jimmy Johnson wins the 28th running of the Sprint All-Star Race. With your third win in the All-Star Race, you tied a couple of pretty decent drivers in Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt. Your thoughts on that for having the most wins along with those two guys. Uh, that's huge. <laughs> that is that is huge. Um, 
you know, to have my name mentioned in, in the same as theirs and equal a stat is, is unbelievable. It didn't take long for Jimmy to surpass those two legends with his fourth All-Star win just one year later. The NASCAR Sprint Cup Series All-Star Race. The win will go to Jimmy Johnson. He crosses the stripe, and he has won this event now for the fourth time. Now you're a four-time winner, the winningest driver in All-Star history. How does that feel? It's amazing um, to be there with my heroes and, and icons of this sport. Very honored and, and proud and grateful um, just to be here and to be a part of this all. This has been 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Thank you, Kurt. Let's shift gears now, folks. It's time for this week in NASCAR history with Susie Armstrong. Susie? Thanks, Mike. This week, let's be fly back in 1992. I. Billy Ray Cyrus takes country music by storm as the debut album Some Gave All instantly rockets to number one. Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold pair up to top primetime in the salty sitcom Roseanne. Pop stars Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston tied the knot. And Jeff Burton and Todd Bodine made quite the competitive couple, with Burton executing a late race pass as Bodine's tank ran dry in the waning laps of the Budweiser 300 at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Chops down some more distances. Todd Bodine slips. The car takes the outside lane, trying to get by Curtis Markham. And Todd Bodine hits the wall. Jeff Burton goes into the lead. When Todd Bodine passed here last, he dropped to the inside of the track, weaved the car as though he were out of fuel. So Jeff Burton will come by for the last time with no one to challenge him as he works out of turn four toward the start-finish line. So Todd Bodine being pushed on the back straightaway, but it is Jeff Burton who will take the checkered flag. The fuel holds out, and he gets the victory in the Budweiser 300 here in New Hampshire. 1998, with Y2K looming, the Armageddon soundtrack album goes double platinum, featuring new tracks by Aerosmith, Journey, Bon Jovi, and others. President Bill Clinton denies wrongdoings with Monica Lewinsky, and there was no denying Jeff Burton victory in the Granite State as the veteran driver led 191 laps to win the Jiffy Lube 300 at New Hampshire. Final time down the back chute on a dominant afternoon here at New Hampshire International Speedway. Jeff Burton on the bottom in turn number three, lets it drift a little wide, off corner number four, headed for the strike. For the fourth time in his NASCAR Winston Cup career, Jeff Burton's going to go to victory lane. A truly dominating performance in winning the Jiffy Loop 300 at New Hampshire International Speedway for a second straight year. 2008, Columbia Records' loss is Capitol Records' gain as newly signed Katy Perry vaults to number one with her second album's hit title, I Kissed a Girl. U.S. fuel prices climbed to an all-time high of $4.11 per gallon. The second installment of Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, The Dark Knight, rises to number one status at the box office. And Kyle Busch was the superhero in Joliet, edging by Jimmy Johnson with two to go in the LifeLock.com 400 at Chicagoland Speedway. Kyle Busch on the outside lane, halfway up. He's got a run on Jimmy Johnson. They are side by side for the lead. Johnson down low. Kyle Busch up high, nose to nose, headed for three. Still locked side by side in turn three. Jimmy Johnson in the bottom. Kyle Busch up high. Johnson's car breaks loose. Slides up the speedway, nearly gets in the bush off turn four. Coming down for the white flag. One lap to go. The front two may end up in the wall, and the front three, for that matter, as hard as they're racing this final lap. Kyle Busch has control. Coming off turn four, Jimmy Johnson makes one lap. Last try, can't quite catch him. The remarkable year of Kyle Busch continues tonight here at Chicagoland Speedway. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. And also thanks to Cole Custer, Sheldon Creed, and Rusty Wallace for joining us. And for the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you for joining us as well. And we'll chat with you again right here next week on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. And was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Culbreth. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. 
Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. As much as life has changed over the last year, you're still pretty busy. So consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same tests hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 25 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com. 